Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Hello, welcome to this podcast. My name is Anne. I've been a volunteer here at Joy for 17 years. Please continue to support Joy. This is our 25th year and we need community support by way of donations and memberships. Support Joy now during Radiothon 2018. Head to our website. Click donate now. Joy.org.au Broadway icon John Cameron Mitchell channels the essence of his glam rock icon Hedwig and the Angry Inch for one night only at Art Centre Melbourne this July. So put on some makeup, turn up the A-track and pull the wig down from the shelf. John Cameron Mitchell, July 10 at Art Centre Melbourne. Book now. Joy sponsor. A silent storm begins to brew in an ancient land of darkness. With tumultuous force from the crust of the earth, two worlds come together as one from the past and the present, celebrating culture and spirit, paving the pathway to our future. It's time for dreaming. Urban dreaming. Finding your voice. Finding your spirit. Joy 94.9. Warren Jacker, Joy 94.9, would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the sovereign peoples of the past, present and future generations of the Kulin Nations on whose unceded land we work, live and broadcast from. We would also like to acknowledge all our brother boys and sister girls of the LGBTI communities. Yes, welcome to Urban Dreaming. This is Sarami on the mic and... And Nat Mark. Hi, everyone. Yes, thanks for joining us, Nat. And, um, yeah, we've got a great show coming up this evening. We've got some amazing interviews coming up. We actually spoke about this fella last week and we had him on um, a couple of his tracks on the show. And he's with us tonight, so we'll be chatting with him. That'll be coming up with uh, Dreaming Now. And also, we've got an amazing artist. Uh, she does... Um, uh, it's, uh, it's actually quite hard to explain, but it's, it's very um, optical illusion type of work. Don't it you agree? Is, it does remind me. Some of her work reminds me of optical illusions, but I'm really excited to get her to talk about that very soon. Yeah, it's beautiful work. You know, you're going to hear a lot of um, a lot of new possible um, collaborations coming up as well with this lady. Um, amazing, exciting. amazing work. Um, so stay tuned, guys. And um, for now, we're just going to play a lovely track for you.
Dreaming. This is Gal. It'll. And we're from Sisterhood, Sisterhood Festival. Support Joy This Radiothon. Support Joy This Radiothon. Yes, that song just then. That was Karajala Kiradara with the song Nara. Which is the rain song. Yes. Beautiful rain song. Beautiful song. And those girls actually, we had the, um, the opportunity to actually interview them um, a couple of months back. And we're really, really hoping to get them all back. So there's just the actual producer of the music at the time. And yeah. now we're looking at trying to get the whole team in. So that'd be Their pretty voices cool. voices are so magical. I hope we get them in here soon. Yeah. that's um, we'll, we'll make sure that happens, if anything. Um, but speaking of things that actually are happening, as NAIDOC, NAIDOC week is coming up. Yes. Um, and it's going to be a full two weeks of um, exciting events and, and festivities. So um, we've got the f- official flag raising, of course. You must um, make sure that's definitely something we must try to attend to. So... The flag raising is on the 2nd of July at 9.30am to 11am at Federation Square. So make sure you get down to that. And uh, on the 6th of July, there's, of course, the NAIDOC March. So that starts at 10.30 in the morning and um, everyone's meeting at the Aboriginal Health Service in Fitzroy. Uh, and then we'll be marching to Federation Square. So that is on the 6th of July. There's also the NAIDOC Week in Leeton. So Leeton Shire Council official flag-raising ceremony <coughs> from 10am, and that's uh, at, on the 4th of July. Following the ceremony, there'll be a morning light tea uh, inside the council chambers, and all the members of the community are invited to attend. And then we've got the NAIDOC Ball. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so NAIDOC Ball, that's going to be really, really exciting. That's held at Crown Casino this year at South Bank on the 7th of July from 6.30pm to 9pm. I'm sure that there is a hashtag for this somewhere on Instagram. I don't know it, but please hashtag all your NAIDOC Ball 2018 photos. I want to see how deadly you all look. <laughs> and maybe our guests will be actually performing at the NAIDOC Ball. Who's to say? We don't know. Yeah, lots of lots of deadly things happening. One thing I'm actually really, really looking forward to quickly is uh, Blackie Blackie Brown, uh, the death... Uh, rather the traditional owner of death at Cooper's Malt House. So that's at Malt House Theatre on the 5th of July. Um, that plays by Nakia Louie. So another really, really exciting one to look forward to. Uh, yeah, Snowdock. it's looking great. Actually, the poster looks awesome too. Nice. All right, guys. So um, we're about to introduce an amazing artist. So this fellow we actually played last week and um, he's been killing it in the um, industry and he's just um, up and rising. And I've seen this fellow develop over the, the last couple of years and and um, just seeing his growth has been in, in quite... Yeah, quite beautiful to watch. And I think um, this is a definitely a guy to watch out for. So um, it's Dreamin' Now. Um, he's a Yordiora independent artist who has uh, built a loyal following on the underground of Nam, that's here in Melbourne, since the first stepping on the stages in 2015. Yes, Dreamin' Now uh, brings a striking interdisciplinary approach as an MC, instrumentalist, poet, keeper of song and a cultural performer. Known for his dynamic experimental beats, driven genre, pushing sounds fusing, 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 <laughs> fusion. Not a fusion there. Uh, that's what I thought was fusion yeah. of indigenous singing, hip hop, parodium, challenging, decolonizing poetry. Yes. Soul and oft amb- ambient electronic textures. Dreamy now has shared stages with, with many, uh, in, many greats, including Sampa the Great, Woo. Master Ace, Remy, and Experimental Project Taz with Joelistics. Only a few names there. Just a few. So let's play one of his tracks right now. You're going to love this. Uh, we played last week and it's definitely um, something to think about. Here we go. Thank you. Joy. Australia does not exist. Australia does not exist. Oh, oh, oh. 
1788, came upon this land, washed into the bay, stepped upon sacred sands, didn't recognize there was governance at hand, laws and conditions not based upon demands, tribes, clans, and families in line with sacred chants, song lines, stories, blessing, woman, child, and man, stars, constellations, formulating plans, bountiful planes of medicinal plants, spouse beyond the physical, beating our dents, none of this dreaming, unfolded by chance, but they didn't see this majesty, right before their eyes, labeled us as savages, and plotted out the minds, took our star formations to represent their plot, not realizing natural essence brought into those knots, busy painting laws to sidestep our rocks, deny our very ways to be brought out of sight, out of mind, spotted laws this landscape never defined, in the previous 60,000 plus years of time, that said, Australia still a scene of crime, when they push aside the manners and as blinded in the blind. What they be selling is men. Australia does not exist. But they keep on trying to tell them. Australia does not exist. Yo, it's straight up illegitimate. Australia does not exist. Yeah, it's all lies, all of it. First, we'll take that land, take it for our own. As you take a stand, we'll kneel before the throne, kneel before the crown, hands on the ground, then we'll take all the kids, hush, don't make a sound, nothing but savages, we'll show them how they're supposed to live, and if they don't assimilate, I guess we'll have to demonstrate our superiority in every single way, and remind them how we've conquered them every single day, and what better way to do this than to give this land a name, Australia, yeah, the great land that was claimed. Man, it ain't gonna work. Watch us grow like flowers if we come from the dirt. The dirt runs deep. Our peep came just to reframe the pictures of the past so my people know where we came from. We've been here all along. See, Australia don't exist, just another damn myth. Australia does not exist. What they be selling is myth. Australia does not exist. But they keep on trying to tell you. That was Australia Does Not Exist from Dreamin' Now. And right now in the studio, we have Dreamin the man now. himself. Neil Morris, Good welcome. Evening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it is so great to have you in the studio. So, I was hi. just saying how interesting it is, eh? Like um, the idea of hearing that song and then I've just been listening to it, um, but no, not necessarily playing it, just been playing in my head over and over and over. Um, and just knowing back in regards to the, the musicians who were involved, it was um, Neil Morris fe- featuring Philly. We had Adrian Eagle with those beautiful um, lyrics. Vocals, vocals yeah. Amazing, vocals, amazing, amazing. Yes. And Brett Watkins on the Yudaki, which is the didgeridoo. And, deadly, um, deadly yeah. crew. It's awesome. Um, how'd you how'd you pull this off? How'd you get all this mo- deadly mob together? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Um, I guess um, one thing that I've learned, I suppose, in my time 
as an artist, particularly the last four years where I've been consciously uh, pursuing my art and trying to uh, get some, you know, get some beautiful stuff out there to people. One of the biggest things I've learned is that um, if you treat people well, um, you will find yourself to be surrounded by uh, good quality people. Yes. And um, I'm fortunate to say that every single person on that track is um, not only extremely talented as an artist, but all just, um, you know, A-caliber human beings as well. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that's important for me with my art is definitely always when I'm creating, uh, I, I need to feel that those people have a real high integrity about how they approach their work, mm -hmm. but how they just approach uh, approach their human existence mm -hmm. here in this beautiful land that we live upon uh, in Kulin Nations land um, and in saying that I do pay acknowledgement to Kulin Nations land you, uh, where the show is broadcast from this evening Yes, on the Kulin Nations we are actually, um, yeah, just honoured to see as many as artists as possible uh, that's, you know, that's specifically why we do the show because we try to create another platform again to actually get your mob acknowledged and to, to show your showcase your work to the world um, and, you know, what a better way to begin our show, really, with some yeah. awesome um, lyrics. And if anything, um, I've known this fella for a while now, and just seeing, like I said, his growth has been just amazing to watch. And it's funny, isn't it, how you get to a certain stage, isn't it, Neil, when you um, mm. you, you feel like, you know, because we had this conversation um, just the other week as well with one of our other um, friends, specifically speaking about performing artists and how it's, it's such such a struggle to be able to work in this industry as much as you're passionate as much as you love what you do mm. you know it's terrible in regards to funding that we're not being funded enough and you know you see such amazing performance um theater and, and music and you know the list goes on when you see musicians mm. collaborating like this as well you know that any funding that does come through it's going to the right places it's going to the right people um you know anything that comes from your music and it's not mm. just it's going to lift up a bunch of brothers and sisters there not mm. just yourself and that's one thing I've noticed about the way we work as a community and the way we work as artists es mm. especially the way you're doing things Bala Neil here you're, mm. you're bringing people together which is incredible and that's what I love so much speaking of bringing people together one thing I was really excited about um, for me recently was your performance with Sampa Sampa the Great tell me about this <laughs> um, Sampa is an incredible human and artist and um yeah, it's just amazing the the connections you can form in a in a city like this. That um, there is such intent at the moment for people to create uh, meaningful art that um, is not only incredible art but has ripple effects into community. Mm. And there's a collective of so many artists, I guess, uh, particularly not only First Nations but a lot of uh, people of colour realizing and finding our voices and feeling like we can have a big impact um not only just making quality art mm. but in community transformation yes. and um i'm not sure what the reason was for the stars align to align for for sampra and i to connect but i definitely uh, resonate with what she's about as a person which is p about bringing medicine to people yes. uh, with her art and um I guess that's what I, I'd like to hope that I can bring to people as well Absolutely. with my art. So for, to connect with her and an artist who has that value in their work, it was definitely pretty special. And she's uh, without a doubt one of the artists that I really feel a special connection to for those particular reasons in this country and just globally, you know, Absolutely. she's one of the artists that come to mind for me Um for providing just such a incredible, beautiful energy that's so relevant to the now and where the world is at and what kind of issues it's ready to take on and, and be influenced by. Yeah, I, I didn't even actually get to attend this show. I'm kicking myself. I wish beautiful. I got there. <laughs> um, but it looked magical. I mean, yeah. all the photos, all the videos that I saw of it just looks so incredible. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. You're really, you have really shared the stage with some incredible artists and, and yourself, you're definitely making such a big name for yourself at the moment. Hearing you all over Triple J, <laughs> all over the radios, I'm yeah. so excited for you. You. It's, yeah, it's so good to hear. And how's it feel for you, like personally, and you know, from I guess the, from the very first developments of this of these tracks mm. to where you're going with it now? Yeah, how it feels for me, I guess, is my art is much more than about myself. Um, ultimately, it's about getting messages out there and getting 
perspectives out there that maybe haven't been uh, endorsed a lot in the past or been received particularly well. Um, so a lot of these, I guess, like these first couple of tracks, they've been a long time coming, mm. um, even though they've been done in the last under, you know, 12 months. You know, it's been, You've been information about this that for a while. F- since I've been an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So to to feel like the world is now ready for stuff that you know a number of years ago it was like this stuff would have just not been acceptable on a lot of people's radars is That's right. it's pretty special. And so, what's even more exciting than my tracks getting attention is what are the other tracks that are going to then get attention that come after this to me that's that's really exciting to feel that some sort of door is opening and um i'm just very blessed that i've been somehow involved in some kind of way creating music that is amongst all of this happening that's occurring right now do you definitely feel like the doors are opening for indigenous artists in in australia somewhat yeah um i feel that it's somewhat ajar Mm. i don't feel that it's open um it's open to a certain amount is how i feel um for whatever reason it doesn't seem like people are fully ready for the door to be all the way open i would agree i I feel that that it's a bit frightening for some people to open that door because we have a lot of power behind us as a people um and every single one of us is talented and spectacular and incredible. Yes. And so if they let all the black fellas in, I don't know what's going to happen. Probably, yeah. It's all over then. One big talented mob, yeah. There's so much talent. Um, so, again, like, just, you know, the fact that it's opening a little bit, like, it's deadly. But um, I want to see all the mob out there creating art, you know, get opportunities to be heard because there's countless young Indigenous artists out there um, you know, in my particular medium, which is music, that are creating content. They're putting it up on places like Triple J Unearthed and mm. trying to get it out there. And if you go and check out, um, you know, all the young artists that are putting stuff out there, it's still a really low percentage that are, um, A, getting play on radio or B, getting gigs. That's right. Even in their own um, localities. Um there's still not that broader recognition. That's so right, yeah. the door is open, but only just a little. So hopefully, you know, it is with, you know, tracks, you know, like um, whether it's Australia Does Not Exist or January 26th to come out from maybe original last year, you know, mm. it's just slowly softening yeah, that door's that's the other structure. Thing. Do you feel like um, people like, you know, Briggs and Philly and the AB Original crew have, you know, opened up doorways and set pathways for other Indigenous rappers and poets like yourself? Because your, your work is political, you yes. know, to a degree. And if anything, um, you know, they, I'm sure you have a lot of people who do question, you know, in regards to what you're, you're pronouncing. But then there's a thing of... I guess what we believe is also an educational way of, of expressing knowledge and, um, and un- letting people under, un- understand, really, mm. the fundamentals. So, yeah, Absolutely. is that sort of your approach as well? Yeah, definitely educational. Um, I, I don't feel that, like, I came to wanting to do this stuff to be, like, first and foremost... I want to provide an edu- educational toolkit mm-hmm. to people. You were going to say educational. Been too close to you. But more so, like, there's a lot of healing for our people to do. Mm. And I believe one of the key things to that is our voice needs to be expressed. What we feel is true upon what what our, our sacred lands, like if we have things inside of us that feel true to us, um, it's important, I believe, to express that and, and not water that down. Yes. And it's not that you're trying to challenge anybody else's ideas necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. first and foremost that, hey, like we've been here for 60 to 80,000 plus years living a very particular way that we know has proved to be successful mm. and um, sustainable time and time again. So it's like, you know, for me, I'm denying truth to not speak about how amazing and how accurate you know, that way of living is that our people have had for a long time. So to um, use art to just channel that out, I feel it's, you know, an incredibly powerful healing tool for our people. And the byproduct is that um, we can potentially 
um, shift how things are going in this country because, as we know, um, you know, we're in pretty dire circumstances in a lot of ways when you look at the natural environment and mm-hmm. how devastated it is and all the other social and political factors that are going on in, in this land that um, certainly 230 years ago we didn't, we didn't have this level of mayhem here mm-hmm. and I guess people can take their own conclusions to, to why that is. Absolutely. And that's a really, really important point. Using your music and, and the youth being able to, I guess, um, not just the youth but everybody being able to look at your music and other Indigenous hip-hop artists in Australia as a tool for healing, um, mm. as a way to speak their truths and that's such an important thing to do. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's so exciting. So yes, you're Nervin Dreaming. We're here till 9pm and um, we've just got to play another track. We've got live in the studio. This is Neil Morris from Dreaming Now. What's this track called? Uh, this track is called Indigenous Land. And this is going to stick to your head, I swear. Yes. Check it out. Joy. Everywhere we walk upon in this world, one indigenous group or another has once lived there before for thousands and thousands of years. One of the most intricate and respectful ways to inhabit that place. We need to remember that. You're on indigenous land. Original clans. Since beginning of man, countless years out on this land. Living so grand. Allowed to commence. Intrinsic alarm. Never disband. 60,000 plus. Following law before this site of hand. Through the seasons and sacred plants. Injured with storms for many last fans. From the desert down to the clay pan. Tropics and mountain tops from Chino Shanshan. Sanctified beaches, no equivalent. Swept with the tide, deeply advanced. Warriors pose so poised in a stance. Out of wisdom, truth never by chance. Sorcerers, elixirs, and trance in a dance. Standing in love across every expanse. Message to blind, it's in a hands. Reflects from beauty from all that expands. Infused with the magic, majestic and grand. Murder your mind, thought of cool land. No more body, call it the band. Kuku, Yalanji, Pangarang. Young Yu Pai, Mirana, Brungam. Yota, Yota, Munwarang. Where is it you stand, a man? Whose land you standing on? Know the history, know the facts. This indigenous land that you are on. Indigenous land is where you stand. Indigenous land is where you be. Indigenous land, it always was. Indigenous land, always will be. Indigenous land is where you stand. Indigenous land is where you be. Indigenous land, it always was. Indigenous land, always will be. Lest we forget the frontier wars and the genocide blueprint of does live on. Deaths in custody, you see, is not more prolific than ever for spot big ghosts. Still, they gallivant and they robust. Children again and again stole on in the blink of an eye. They go with us and then they are gone. We still amid so these storms, 230 years gone. Village in school, culture ignore. Fictions in city, it's a dawn. All of our sacredness shaken and sworn. All the while on indigenous land. We are living out our lives upon. Does your mind realize the song? As they're posting subliminal dawn. From ancestors on the rise on. To do not belong, a perpetual cycle of wrongs. It's been glorious, we will time bomb. But yeah, all of our kingdoms still here, still live on. We still countless original, limitless indigenous nations. So don't go the law. And to sing along. They given us more. Adversity, they given us more. From the distance to the shore. They deliver in law. They sing it the law. For forever more. Indigenous land. Is where you stand. Indigenous land is where you be. Indigenous land, it always was. Indigenous land always will be. Indigenous land is where you stand. Indigenous land is where you be. Indigenous land, it always was. Indigenous land always will be. Hey you mob, this is Davey and you're listening to Urban Dreaming on Joy. Deadly. Hey, this is Rami in the mic. And Nat Mac. And that track we just played then, that was a deadly track, an awesome beat at that, and that was the Indigenous Land, and that's Dreaming Now. Oh. And we've got Dreaming Now in the studio with us. That's Neil Morris. Um, Neil Morris, that song just then, that was, um, it's, it's crazy, like, like I said, these are beats that you're playing, you're, you're rapping, you're doing whatever you do generally with your work. It's just, it's so catchy. And um, I've noticed I've been literally like, Hearing it in my head and, and feeling it in my heart every day um, for the last week and a half since I've been listening to it. Um, that effect that you've got, like naturally you have, but um, I guess 
with your process of how, how you literally how you write your work, I've just um, I've noticed you do a lot of your writing on your phone. Yeah. Is that how you begin? In this day and age, I do. Yep. And then from there, <laughs> with the tracks, though, the sound, how do you create the sound as such? And what, what comes to your mind? And I guess, yeah, get, tell us a bit more about that process. Um, in terms of the sound, well, I've, in the last couple of tracks that I've released, it's been a bit of a more collaborative experience than what you might or some of um, people who have been following my work for the past few years might know of from my work. So, Previous to doing uh, this hip-hop music recently, I was um, doing everything myself. Um, but with these last couple of tracks, I did collaborate with a couple other brothers. So there was co-production from uh, an amazing ally by the name of Pataphysics, um, who's got some incredible work out there. He yes. co-produced other music. We did all that as, as quite a joint process for Australia Does Not Exist. But, um, yeah, with... Uh, indigenous land uh, I was very fortunate to um, meet a, an indigenous brother who's been doing some deadly stuff in a group by the name of Willow Beats for a number of years mm. um, now who've just got some of the most um, tasteful music Beautiful that music. has ever been created in this country um, but Narayan, uh, the producer from Willow Beats, also has a lot of interest in hip-hop and a particularly trappy type of hip-hop and um, it just so happened, you know, we are going over some music that he created and I was like, I would like to set myself a challenge to um, write over a trap beat. Um, it wasn't particularly something that i strategically chosen to do. It just so happened that the beat called me to write something on it. I felt like it was a really amazing challenge and it, in the end it was the right fit for that particular track to go down that path and and do that particular sound so that was an interesting in terms of like process uh, and how i made the choice with that process um it, it was quite a you know elaborate one and um almost by chance but i don't believe anything is by chance yeah. there were there were no doubt reasons for the track to, to be that way so for me it's really a matter of feel you know what feels right at the time um i don't believe we should box ourselves in as artists and particularly as indigenous people there's no saying you should have to do things in a particular formula just because you've done it in another particular form or formula before. Mm. Um, consistency um, is important, but in terms of music creation um, or art creation, you've got to go with what feels the most appropriate to do at that moment in time. I completely feel you there. I feel you because there's one thing about that track. Um, it just felt like it was meant to be. The mm. words, the lyrics, it just all matched, it all melded, it just, yeah, mm. it was mm. definitely meant to be that track. Thank you so much for joining us, Neil, and um, yeah, any last words for any listeners out there who want to actually get into music? Um, I, I just say, you know, if you're interested in it, if you feel a bit, you know, a bit shame about it or whatever reason, just just spend some time to be like, okay, I'm going to just give it a try. Um, and you can always do it behind closed doors <laughs> for many, many years. I'm a testament to that. Hey, there you go. You had it <laughs> yeah, first, everyone. Like a lot of us, you know, we have the talent there. There's no rush to get out there and be performing on big stages. And um, when you're ready, there'll be a stage waiting for you and you'll be nurtured and supported and you'll be doing some real deadly stuff. And that's, you know, something we can all achieve. So I say just, just get out there, pursue what, what you feel are your dreams as a young Indigenous mob or any mob out there. Um, you know, just just believe that you can achieve that's beautiful thank you so much you heard it here first everyone believe achieve you can do it break those doors down yes one deadly brother and many more tracks to come i'm sure thank you for your time thank you neil namani you mob this is jacob bowen you're listening to urban dreaming joy 94.9 now we've got our next guest our next guest is a beautiful artist um her name is glenn Saturday. um she's originally from Glenda australia Saturday. glenda yep Saturday. Sutadi. Oh, we just got corrected. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> my bad, my that. bad. Because that's actually Indonesian, isn't it? Mm-mm. There you go. Oh, I should know that. Beautiful. Well, I should, but I, sh- I don't at the, mo- at the moment because I am part Indo. There you go. Um, this is where I'm learning from this family, so check it out. Originally Sutadi. from Australia, she is currently living in uh, Bandung. Is that correct? Bandung. No, I'm J- actually living in Japan now. Oh, oh Japan. Wow. And, her, and basically, uh, she's an artist who explores the notion of spiritual existence through the natural world of time and memory. She discovers a parallel divine energy interconnecting everything. Glenda translates her vision through the meditative application of an eclectic mix of polymers, 
oils, oils and natural Nihonga minerals to produce the sublime textures and layers evident within her paintings. The huge visionary works that she calls meditative icons do indeed have the effect of drawing the viewer into an alternative yet ever-present reality and to join us into a vision and an interconnected multi Verse. Multiverse. Wow, I've never heard that word before. Multiverse. The multiverse. just means that there's multiple realities. Hmm, beautiful. Well, I think your work really explains itself, doesn't it, beyond any words, because you look at the work and it's just, it's so mesmerising. And we actually got to see um, some of your work on your website. And um, it's, the, it's, like I mentioned from earlier in the show, it's, um, it's very, um, you can see the essence of traditional elements through it, but also this, uh, this new wave of optical illusion effects. Um, and the polymers, etc., the materials and, and um, I guess the medium that you use is is, uh, is a mixed. Is a mixed, or do you do one sort of? I use um, uh, multiple mediums. Um, in those big star fields, they're actually from when I was a little kid. I used to stand outside and look at the stars for hours and hours and hours, or as long as I was allowed to, and I still do. And I used to dream. I just used to wonder what was out there. And then all us kids would go to bed at night and we'd talk about it and say, well, what if there's a wall and what's on the other side of it? And, you know, so we've always wondered about all of that sort of stuff. That's magical. I mean, just looking at your images and... Sorry, can you repeat? You call it the star... They're star fields, star those big fields, ones. the really big ones. So, I mean, if anyone gets the opportunity to have a look at her beautiful, beautiful artwork, and we'll, we'll definitely put a link out to her website shortly, but um, there's this blue, deep blue going through it, so you can really get that feel of the multiverse or the other skies and then these tight little interconnecting white lines in one of these pictures. And so I guess I was trying to figure, for me, it did look like some kind of netting or something out in the sky, and now that you've said that, it really, really it does make sense, but it's so beautiful. It's really yeah, magical. It, it almost is a net. Yeah. And, and um, it's interesting because with quantum physics and all that sort of stuff that's happening now... Mm. Um, they often have pictures of grids. Yes. So those those particular star fields, they're my reaction to what's happening in my life at the moment. But when I make them, I basically just... I don't go into a trance or anything silly <laughs> like that. I, I just dream. They're meditative and I just make them. Do you, um, do you dream these images up and, like, do you go to bed, dream them up and then paint them the next day or do you sit there and in sort of like a, a dream feeling you're outside dreaming while you're painting? It happens when I'm painting. Wow. So at the moment I'm working on, because I'm living in Japan, mm-hmm. there's another series that I've started with natural micas and glass and all sorts of stuff wow. um, and they're big grids. They're, they're actually, some of them are huge. How big are we talking the grids, the biggest that they can be, are two meters. Wow! But but that's really hard to get a straight line. That's that enormous long because yeah. the line is done in one great big pool. Uh, so that's pretty hard. Um, and what technique do you use for that? Um, for the star fields, I will use. Uh, I will start off with calcium carbonate. Mm-hmm. I get that calcium carbonate from Indonesia uh, because it's um, the purest. And, and it's sort of got a little bit of, I don't know, it's, it's got a bit of body in it, mm, more mm. so than the calcite that I can get in Australia. So I'll use that and then I'll draw, I'll mix that with the polymers and make quite a textured uh, base mm. and then I'll draw the stars and I'll always start with a cross in the middle oh. depending on what's happening. And then I just move out from there and the whole thing just starts to flow. And then I paint around them. Oh, wow. So they, it's, it's very physical. I, I lay on them. It's the only way that you can get to do them. (laughs) Wow. So there's actually a physical element to the artwork that you have to do. They're very physical. I don't know how much longer I can do them for actually, (laughs) (laughs) you know. With the crucifixes or the crosses, um, yeah, can you let us know more about that? And I've noticed the one piece that you have is the twin stars. Yeah. Um... The cross is, they represent stars or moments in time. Okay. So in that particular image that you're looking at there, I've simply isolated two of them. So it's actually just, yeah, drawn 
in regards to that's actually one small caption or a small it's part just of a that part one big of picture. The star field. Yeah, wow. Um, and somehow those star fields then developed into grids. Yeah, like um, I guess that was something that you sort of discovered as you went, or was it yeah. um, purposefully done? I just discovered it as I went. It's mm. it's like Neil, you know. Um, I loved what he said about how he just starts the process and then things grow out of that process. Mm. You know, I don't actually go into something thinking that, oh, I'm going to create this or that. It just happens while I'm doing it. But then I'm also an art teacher, so I've had years of training and I've got a formal education. That's brilliant. And where is your? Where have you most recently done your teaching? Um, I'm working in Japan at the moment. Yeah, so is, you're living there, working there. You're doing lots of Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another planet altogether yeah. to Indonesia. What's which, it like working in Japan? It's an interesting place. When you get Japanese friends, they're great. They're great. And, you know, when you get that, uh, the cultural crossover between Japanese people and any other culture, the mix that comes out is always fantastic. I have to agree with you there. My first high school boyfriend was actually half Japanese, half Korean. So, yeah, yeah great food all through high school. <laughs> Can't complain. <laughs> the food's amazing. Um, everything's perfect. Yeah. Everything's clean. Yeah. You can't do anything wrong. <laughs> so they'll be good flatmates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to take your shoes off. You've got to be tidy all the time. Wow. And But as an artist, um, do you find that you're recognised or there's people that are wanting to know about your art in Japan? Yeah. You know? I've started to do quite well. I've yeah. sold a couple already. That's fantastic. I've had an exhibition, one, been part of one exhibition I've got a big thing for BMW coming up. Yes, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So what's happening with BMW in Japan? Um, I'm going out into the desert and then down to Malakuda and then up to Darwin to paint. So I'll do three large star fields that I'll finish and take wow. with me. Then I'll pick up a couple of paintings in Jakarta and take them back to Japan. Mm. I don't know how they'll go simply because most of the artwork that sells in Japan is quite small. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's two other series that I'm working on over there at the moment also that are a response to the Japanese way of doing things. Yeah, wow. You know. That's really interesting. So you're working on quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. Really big project for yeah. BMW Japan. Huge, and then Huge projects. Fantastic. That's just incredible. So how do you, how do you feel you're going to... Um in regards to this big project, what would you like to do? How would you like to bring your work across to them? It's really interesting, you know. People that look at my paintings, uh, in the BMW project, at first, there'll only be one painting. So, and, and it'll be big. So, it'll probably go up against one of the windows. I'm, I'm not sure the venue yet, but I know it's huge. So, mm. I can kick out a huge painting for that. People that see the star fields or that go into a room where there's a lot of them it's quite an interesting effect they they do fall in love with the paintings yeah. um, most of the star fields are gone because people have taken them away <laughs> and i love it when somebody takes one of them home i don't know do you think that perhaps i mean this is just something that came to my mind but because um you know you're looking at a completely different part of the sky in japan than you are in australia i mean we do have some of the very similar stars and sky, um, things in the sky that we can see astrologically but um it, perhaps being able to see your vision your stars and on you know our country on this part of country is just a different vision for them they're seeing the sky differently and that's right and that's why i'm doing the star fields here that's incredible i can't do them in japan of course because it, it just won't happen and um i guess the conditions would be very different to looking at to stargazing yeah wow i i you i know that you can see some stars but I've just had a cataract, two cataract operations, and I almost couldn't see anything. So I haven't really looked at the sky in Japan. It's it's summer there now. That's interesting. Um, 
Well, it's hard enough seeing stars here. Yeah, it is. I mean, in a big city. You, know, you think of the city, the lights that actually, you know, block half of them out. And then you've got the smoke as well. That's it. <laughs> you know, um, I, I know when I go out bush, I can see stars so bright and clear. Which is why you go bush. Yeah. Right? See, now. So maybe this is an opportunity for you to go a country. Totally. And, you know, and then take it back more. So this might inspire you more. That's right. And in central Australia, I'm going to connect with some ladies, uh, some painters. So I'm really excited about that because. They said to a friend of mine, somebody's coming. And she said, I know who's coming. Oh, deadly. Yeah, I'm really excited that's about special. that. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're speaking to Glenda Sotadi. Sotadi. Um, yes, and she's an artist from Australia who's currently living in Japan and got a huge exhibition coming up for the BMW. Namani, you mob. This is Jacob Bowen. You're listening to Urban Dreaming, Joy 94.9. Nakanya. Yes, you are on Urban Dreaming. This is Sarami on the mic. And not mad. Yes, and we're here sitting down talking to Glenda Satori. Satardi. I, I hopefully I get that Sutardi. right. Sutardi. Sutardi. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do, I just want to um, acknowledge also some amazing um, performers and, and Broadio, um, Broadio? Broadio. radio broadcasters who actually um, Aboriginal voices live on the prison radio. Yes, it's called the Beyond the, Beyond the Bars. So, um, and they've got a CD which is actually given to us, and I'd love to play one of their tracks and basically what it is, it's, uh, it's a beyond, beyond the Bars. It features stories, songs, opinions and poems from over 100 men and women in the Dame Phyllis Frost Centre, the Bowen Prison, the Fulham Correctional Centre, the Manganite Correctional Centre, Middleton Prison and Port Phillip Prison. The All Black Radio Broadcast team presents the broadcasts and workshops in the lead-up to NADOC Week. So let's play one of the tracks right now, and here it is for you, and this is Bail Fails. Yeah, like, I'm only young and, like, I still yeah. turn to, like, you know, elders, older women than, than me. And I ask them, like, not just my mum, like, other women in here. Um, it's kind of hard. Like, I was out on a correction, uh, CCO not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and um, I ended up begging my support workers for help. I didn't want to come back to jail. They're like, Colleen, what, what do you want us to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yep. And that's that's not I wasn't I wasn't looking for that. So you actually reached out and were yeah. just asking for help, and you didn't get any. And they just kept pushing me off to Aboriginal support workers. But when I did go, I didn't know how to go about it. Like um, shame, as you fellas can see. Like I didn't know mm. how, I didn't know what yeah. questions to ask. I didn't know how to, I don't mm. know how to explain myself yep. properly. And I come across not just young fellas are like that, like a lot of women are like that. Mm. And it's a big thing as to why, you know, the the magistrate asks us or the judge asks us, why should we let you out, why are you offending? And it's because of these simple things are happening time and time again, like nothing in the system is actually working. Mm -hmm. When they're asking, as my sister just said before, you know, like what's happening, this is what's happening is we're not getting the help. Like we're getting Mm. released into, into the community and instead of like going from one institution to another so we can, like, you know, keep ourselves straight and things, we've got that relapse time up. we've got a week until we have our first appointment to go to corrections or to a health Boom, that's that's yeah. what it is exactly. you know we have that free time yeah. you know but before you meet with your parole officer you can linger for a whole week that's right yep. it's called free time you yeah. know like because it's time like you meet up with your mates again you know how you doing you know you get a phone that's it text and facebook you know you're doing it all over again and that's when they're making connection you know it's like oh yeah where you are you know and they're coming and bringing whatever you know that's it when they come to see me like when i've been in the cells the bail justice they'll come and they'll say to me and like custody officers will say, okay, Parfit, you're up to go and see the bail justice. I don't want to go and see him. Mm. I say, no, nah, I won't worry about it, you know. Sure enough, here comes a truck, I'm going to Dame Phyllis because there's nothing you can say to defend your case because there's nothing there that was helping you, you know. Like, what have you got to say to them? Like they say, what's changed? Nothing's changed. And it, it is yeah. hard to explain to the magistrate and explain to lawyers yeah. and all them sort of people. There's so many different layers and complexities of everyone's That's story because right. it's yeah. everyone's an individual at the end of the day. You know, if I said to my, hypothetically, oh, hello, Mr Bail Officer, Bail Justice, hey, can I, um, I'm really sick today, I can't get out of bed. They don't want to know about that. That's not important. That's really, that's not important, whether you're sick or not. You know, wow. They don't care. So I would be back if I couldn't that's make right. my appointment. Exactly. There is no excuses no for excuse my health, for my, my physical or my mental health is if not you, taken into consideration. At that time, no, it's not. I'm all shocked, sis. All I'm you're sorry. wanting to do at that time is try and get yourself bail. Mm. How are you meant to get well and get your life back on track and get bail? Yeah. That's it. And this is where we've found a lot of girls take a responsibility today for how they end up back in here. And you totally. Take drugs and you say domestic mm. violence. Back is 90% that yeah. most of it's inherent racism that puts yeah. you back here, not drug issues. That's it, sis. Or it's just, you know, like when, you, when you're in the cells, it's bail refused and they'll have you on remand until whenever and that's when you get your chance to actually give the bail just, you know, your case to hear what's wrong it's too late it's been so many months or so many weeks to hold you in here you've got no chance 
Yeah, so that was actually these guys now, Aboriginal Voices Live on Prison Radio. And I think we're going to try to play them, um, you know, at least give them a segment through our show throughout Absolutely. the weeks to come. Really interesting work, actually, and so good to hear them, Mob. Um, Great to hear their voices on radio, yeah, on air. Yeah, just deadly. So we're back with um, Glenda Sutadi, and we're just going to finish off with you, and just, I guess, in regards to your work, you know, we, we just wish you well, and, and knowing that your work is obviously mesmerising, and You've I guess where can people see some of your work? What can they do? What can they? Is there a link they can jump on? Uh, you can go onto Wix, and you can look up Glenda Sutardi. You can also just Google me. Yeah, that's right. When I put Glenda G L E N D A Sutardi, that's S U T A R D Y into Google, it comes up with lots and lots of information about all your incredible artwork. And of course, um, Glenda's website. I will give it a plug. It's www.glendasutardi.wixsite.com forward slash Stella I M B E R. So. Um, if you want to check out more of Glenda's incredible artwork, please please jump onto her website and uh, onto Google because she's got lots coming up, especially in Japan. Too deadly. Thank you, Glenda, for your time. And we're going to have to say goodbye as well, guys. So, um, yeah, signing off. Signing Sorry. off. Good night, everyone. Good night. Take care. <laughs> been listening to Urban Dreaming with your hosts Sue Rummy and Miss Elanius, a show that aims to bridge the gap and close the divide. You can stay up to date by adding us on your Facebook and download the podcast from joy.org.au. Urban Dreaming on Joy 94.9. <laughs> is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.